Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Everything Yeehaw podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. I hope you're having a wonderful day. I know I am. It is a bright and beautiful Wednesday here in Kansas City. I hope the same for you wherever you're at, because we have some great news to talk about in today's podcast. We've got a lot. This is going to be a layered episode, and I'm going to go full detail on everything happening with K-State, with the Wildcats. We'll get into it here in a second, but before I do, let me say... If you enjoy the show, if you've watched it a couple times, even if this is your first time watching and you just feel like getting some free Heartland College Sports swag, go ahead and consider reviewing the podcast, leaving a five-star rating on Apple Music, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts at. Take a screenshot of that review and send it over to Pete Mundo. You can find him on Twitter, that's Pete M-U-N-D-O, or on the Heartland College Sports official website. He's going to get you hooked up with a free Heartland College Sports koozie. I know it's still early in the summer, but it's hot enough to have a cold beer strapped up with a cool Heartland College Sports koozie. I'm going to be rocking one all summer, and I hope you guys end up doing the same. But let's get into things here in Manhattan. Now, picture this. One week ago, all right? One week ago. We're all sitting there saying, you know what, man? This has just been a bad offseason. Like, we landed Tyler Perry. That's great. We've got some guys interested in us. That's great. But we're getting dominated. I didn't think that it'd be like this. I thought that Tang would have this power to recruit, to get guys to Manhattan. And I was sitting there scratching my head saying, you know what? Maybe I overestimated our value. Maybe I overestimated our value a little bit. Saying, okay, well, we go to the Elite Eight. That's incredible. However, we then go and just land one guy in the portal, and there's a couple of people interested, but it's just not clicking. You know, we're still getting beat out by most of the major universities. I was wrong. I was wrong. I was. Because the Kansas State Wildcats have a new man on campus. There's a new man in Manhattan. The new man in Manhattan. That's a beautiful saying right there. Go ahead and trademark that one. Arthur Kaluma, King Art himself. The guy is headed to Manhattan. He's a 6'7 forward from Creighton. He's a great player, NBA draft process guy. I'll talk about him at length here in a couple minutes, but for now, I just want to give you a picture. Picture this, all right? We'll go into full detail on Kaluma here in a second. But think about your lineup here. Your two biggest needs in the portal. You need a point guard to fill Marquise Noel's shoes, and you need a forward to fill Keontae Johnson's shoes. Both are going to the NBA draft. Need guys to fill those spots. How about the Conference USA Player of the Year, the NIT Tournament's most valuable player, most impressive player, excuse me, you know, more or less one and the same. Tyler Perry joins the Wildcats after averaging 17.8-ish points with North Texas for Grant McCaslin, who now is coaching at Texas Tech. A guy from Jerome Tang's coaching tree who runs a very similar defense to the one that Tang does. That dude commits to K-State. You've got your point guard. You've got your orchestrator. You've got the guy that's going to run the show. Your two guard. One of the hottest rising players in the country in Cam Carter. It seems like everybody unanimously agrees that this guy's going to be a stud. I could be wrong, but it feels like if you ask anybody who's loosely caring about K-State basketball and say, who, do you, you know, who are you excited for next year to watch? A lot of people will say Cam Carter. The majority of people, 6 out of 10 people, will say Cam Carter. The other four being, you know, Naquan Tomlin, uh, Dorian Finnis, Darrell Colbert. I mean, you get a couple of guys here and there, but the majority of it says Cam Carter. The three guard, Arthur Kaluma. And I know that might not make sense right now, but I assume if you're listening to this on Wednesday, you've probably heard some stuff about Kaluma already through the process. The guy is great. He is an unbelievable athlete, and he makes us qualified to be just as good as the previous team. The team before that made it to the Elite Eight, we're on par with that team in my mind. The four hole. Naquan Tomlin, who all signs are pointing to being a first-team All-Big 12 player. I mean, you saw flashes of it last season. Now, if he can take that and run with it, I mean, he's going to be unbelievable. You had the NBA scouts saying, you know what, Tomlin, you're a first-round pick right now if you declare. However, but you've still got a couple of raw aspects of your game. If you go back to K-State and you work on those, you know, you're shooting, you work on not fouling as much, a couple of different things, you could be a lottery pick in the NBA draft. That guy's back in Manhattan. My pick for Big 12 Player of the Year, that's Naquan Tomlin. 
Next up, at the five, tossing Jarrell Colbert, tossing David Gasson, who played amazing minutes last season, even locking up Oscar Shibwe. I mean, the guy, also, air quotes, locking up Oscar Shibwe. Shibwe still had his way with everybody because that's the way it goes. But David Gasson was a massive reason. Naquan Tom was a massive reason K-State won that Kentucky game. We've got experienced players on the court ready to go. This squad is ready. And then don't even get me started on who else is coming off the bench. You've got two top 100 players in R.J. Jones and Day-Day Ames. You've got Michaela Rich, who deserves to be a top 100 player. That guy's built like a Greek god. Put him out there at the forward position. Then you've got a backcourt of guys like Dorian Finister, who I think is going to be unbelievable. People seem to forget how big that guy is. As a guard, six foot five, crazy athletic. He's got every physical tool and tangible ready to go. He's going to be a guy for K-State, I think. Jarrell Colbert, who Tang has religiously wanted. At one point was a top 50 player in the nation coming out of high school. Jarrell Colbert has an opportunity to step forward. Taj Manning, another guy who everybody's raved about. There is some great things happening in Manhattan, and we still have spots to fill in the transfer portal. Believe me. And I don't see K-State not getting another player. I think we're going to get somebody else in. Whether it be a guard or a big center, you know, whatever it's going to be, I feel like more than likely it's just going to be the best player available. If that happens to be a big, that'd be great. But realistically, like the team has so many mismatches on the court already. If you line up a team like Kansas, they've got Hunter Dickinson, right? That's massive. Everybody's going to struggle to defend him. That's, that's no, there's no secret about that. However, you look at K-State. You put a center on Hunter Dickinson. Dickinson's probably going to win that matchup. Put a four guard. K.J. Adams cannot defend Naquan Tomlin. Put that out there right now. Three guard. I know there's a couple guys, Nicholas Timberlake, they've talked about Arterio Morris, a couple of different guys in that spot. They're going to be focused on Arthur Kaluma. That's a mismatch for Kaluma. I mean, K-State has physical matchup nightmares everywhere on the court. Then you put up a backcourt of Cam Carter, and Tyler Perry, guys who have played experienced big minutes against Kansas, against Texas, against Texas Tech, all these big 12 schools. We've got guys that are experienced in that front, ready to go. I am thrilled to see what this squad can do, and I have high hopes for them. I do. I still think there's better things to come. We've got more coming down the pipeline here. We'll keep talking on this front, but I just want to give you an idea of the type of player Arthur Kaluma is here. I'm going to play a clip talking about him, and then we'll go from there. Word breaks. Arthur Kaluma, semi-interested in K-State. Awesome, awesome things. However, we've seen guys like Aaron Estrada, Max Azemus already miss out on K-State for whatever reason, whether it be NIL or just coaching staff stuff, which it doesn't strike me as coaching staff stuff by any means, but some people just don't fit the right spots. We've had guys that are high-talent players be interested in K-State and said, you know what, nope, I'm going here, or I'm going here. I'm going to Alabama, why would I pass that up? I kind of figured we'd be in a similar situation with Kaluma. Kaluma's a really great player, transfer from Creighton. He's a dude. I mean, he's a certified dude. He's a great player. He makes any program better. And at the time that we got him, he's the second best power forward available in the country. That's what it looks like in the transfer portal. NBA draft process guy is a sophomore. I mean, the dude can play. We were so patient in the portal, which is a great thing. Looking back at it right now, it's a great thing. But for a while, we're all kind of pulling our hair saying, you know what? We couldn't get Max Azemus. We couldn't get Aaron Estrada. We couldn't get Ernest Duday. We're missing out on guys left and right. We need some good players outside of just Tyler Perry. Tang knew what he's doing the entire time. And nobody really doubted he knew what he was doing. Like, we all just want the instant, okay, we want this right now. We don't want to wait for it. Look what it got us. Look who it got us. Arthur Kaluma, an unbelievable player. Really, really good at basketball. If you want to simple it down, that's, that's all we'll leave it at. He's good at basketball. That guy's coming to Manhattan. A dude who was balled out against previous Big 12 opponents. I mean, they played Kansas in the, on the way to their national championship run. He's played Texas at times. He's played really good minutes against good schools. He'll see very soon. I mean, his career high, he had 27 against BYU, a new Big 12 team. He's going to see them again soon. 
There is good players all around, and Kaluma fits that mold. Six foot seven, 225 pounds, Arthur Kaluma. He's from Arizona. He's a really good player, and he played for Creighton last season. Last two years, excuse me. He averaged 11.8 points per game last season and six rebounds. 1.6 assists per game on 42% shooting from the field. The dude can shoot. He can play defense. He can finish at the rim. He's a really skilled scorer, and I'm so excited to see what happens. Let me jump into his 247 page. Once again, 247 Sports never fails to let me down. Kaluma was good enough to be one of the guys that got a write-up on 247. Not every player does. I talked about it in the video with uh, Jarrell Colbert. He's got an evaluation. Not every player gets evaluations. It's just these top 100 guys. Kaluma coming out of high school. He was in the class of 2021. As a prospect, four-star prospect and top 50 in the nation. The 49th player in the class of 2021. He's also the 11th ranked power forward coming out of high school. Then the fourth player in Arizona. And while Arizona isn't technically known for their top prospects, there's a lot of guys like Ty Ty Washington, huge player. Shaden Sharp, huge player. These are the guys that he's competing with. Like, there's good players all around the court in this spot. And I know that he fits that mold for sure. Here's the evaluation. Josh Gershon, I think. He's from 247 Sports. He's a national recruiting analyst. He predicts him as a second-round NBA pick coming out of high school. This is what he had to say. Versatile forward whose biggest value is on the defensive end due to size, length, athleticism, and instincts. Tremendous defensive upside in what he hangs his hat on at this point. Obviously, now he's developed as more of a scorer, but at the time, he has outstanding vision for the position, which is his best attribute on offense at this point. Once again, coming out of high school, that's developed a little bit more to his shot creating. Rebounds on both ends of the court. You have to love that, man. K-State fans love to see that. Improvement of ball handling in his jump shot will have a big say in him hitting his ceiling. Both those things have skyrocketed since going to Creighton. He's projected as a high major starter whose ultimate NBA stock will be determined by how much his offense catches up to his defense. The dude has figured his offense out. Now he's doing that at Kansas State. He's got both sides figured out. Now he's headed to K-State to join Jerome Tang, one of the smartest coaches in the entire country. That's the dude he's pairing up with. Kaluma is a dog and he's ready to go to Manhattan. Okay, I probably sound a little bit nerd-like saying 247 Sports and not 24-7 Sports. I found out this week that it's 24-7 Sports, which makes significantly more sense. But if I say 247 Sports, I owe you one because that's just going to continue to happen. However, it's high time that K-State gets a national championship. I'd put my money on it. I'd put my house on it. I'd put my car on it. Whatever happens, not necessarily just this year, but for the first time ever, we have the right coaches in both football and basketball, like the perfect guys. Guys that you want to play for. Not just like, everybody wanted to play for Bill Snyder, but he coached one way. You know, he had the same championship pedigree the entire time. However, there wasn't much of a change in about a 30-year period. We were always great when he first got there. We were absolutely terrible, and he turned us into a, a powerhouse of a school, which is true, and I appreciate that. I'm not trying to take any shots at Bill Snyder. However, this is the first time where I felt confident in the last decade that we could win a national championship. And then look at basketball. We had a team with Barry Brown, Dean Wade, Cam Stokes, Cartier Jada, Xavier Sneed. Those five guys as our starters. They are studs. All of them had NBA aspirations. Those dudes got knocked out in the first round. We had one year we went to the Elite Eight without Dean Wade. The other year they got knocked out in the first round by UC Irvine as the three seed. That hurts. Jerome Tang is a different kind of beast. And I don't mean to say it was Bruce's fault or it was the guy's fault whatsoever. But you have to look around and say, you know what? These guys are clearer in Manhattan than they ever have been. And I challenge you to dispute that. I really do. I think we've got the perfect guys at the helm, and it's all credit to Gene Taylor. Gene Taylor deserves all of his flowers and everything we can do. That is the perfect man to lead K-State in terms of athletic director stuff. K-State's ready, man. 
you got Chris Kleiman, a guy who has won national championships, obviously at the Division II level. He's bringing that to K-State. Comes in, first season was the weird COVID year, so that's, you know, hit or miss. Other than that, he hasn't had a losing season. He's turned a guy like Will Howard, who literally came to K-State for Chris Kleiman. If you didn't know that story, I'm sure you've heard it a thousand times by now, but Will Howard was deciding where to go to college. Looking at all his offers, he's the first player ever from Pennsylvania to come to K-State, which is a weird thing to think about. We don't have much of a presence on the East Coast, to say the least. Howard looks around and says, you know what? My favorite player was Carson Wentz. He went to the NFL as a second overall pick. I want to play for that coach. Where's he at? This was the year. Coach Tang goes from North Dakota State to Kansas State, and Will Howard says, I'm following him there. I'm going. Will Howard, as a freshman, has to play because Skylar Thompson gets cheap-shotted against Texas Tech, injured for the rest of the season. Will Howard comes in. He had some flashes of good potential, but overall, he looked like a freshman. He didn't have it together. Redshirted the next year. Didn't work out. This year, enters the junior season after K-State goes and trades for Adrian Martinez from Nebraska. Sorry, not trades. I apologize to make it sound like an NFL thing, but you get what I'm saying. Brings him into the transfer portal. Martinez comes to K-State. He's the guy. Halfway through the season, and granted, I will take no shots at Adrian Martinez. I'm a big Martinez guy. Halfway through the season, gets injured against Iowa State, has to come out. Will Howard finally seizes the opportunity and balls. Goes 5-0 and in games that he starts. Almost won that first game against TCU. We did blow a lead. It was tough, but either way, wins a Big 12 championship starting as the backup quarterback. And now heading into senior year, the ultimate prospect. The guy is headed for a Heisman Dark Horse candidate type year. I fully believe that. And people make the argument, you know, they're going to be worse without Deuce Vaughn. I'm sure they are. However, you don't bring in a top prospect like Treshawn Ward and take a step back when you have an entire returning offensive line. Yes, you're going to miss some of Deuce in the open field. You're going to miss some of the plays he could do. But it doesn't mean that K-State's going to be, all right, we're a 500-yard rushing team on the season. That's not going to happen. You're going to have a 1,000-yard rusher. One of the two guys, whether it be DJ Giddens or Treshawn Ward, one of them's going to probably run for about 400, 500 yards, the other's going to have about 1,000 in my mind. I think that's how it's going to go. Just because Deuce was so transcendentally great, and he was great, don't get me wrong. Obviously, B. John Robinson was a top-10 pick. Deuce didn't get drafted to the sixth round. They were both All-Americans. Both Felix and Deuce were the two dudes that I really thought Chris Kleiman nailed the progression with. Brought him in as small, undersized guys. Obviously, Deuce Vaughn for his height. Felix for his weight. I mean, Felix wasn't going to play college football. He's going to go to Mizzou as, a, as a, just a regular student. Goes and accepts a scholarship to play for Chris Kleiman the day before he decides to go to Mizzou. Gets on campus, steps in at 195 as a pass rusher. Now he's standing here at 255, six foot four. It's one of the best players in the entire country. The Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year was getting triple teamed by Alabama. Goes and gets drafted in the first round by the Kansas City Chiefs. That's a guy that Chris Kleiman developed. Both teams, both basketball and football, have the ability to draft people, to get people drafted on the big stage. You're going to see Keontae Johnson drafted in about, a, in about a week's time. You might see Marquise Noel drafted. I don't think you will just because of whatever the case is. There's 60 players that are going to go. Keese is going to get an opportunity. He's just probably going to be an undrafted guy. However, he could get his name called towards the end of the draft. I wouldn't be surprised. You've got two dudes who are ready, NBA prospects, and are going to be in the league soon. The year after that, you'll have Naquan Tomlin going to the NBA, maybe even as a lottery pick. That does wonders for both teams. When you get this national media, people want to play for you. When you take that national media and you develop players with it, you turn them into stars. And granted, some of that is the players. I mean, it's really getting out of your own way on both sides, both parties. Both Marquise Noel, both Keontae Johnson had to get out of their own ways to an extent, and and Jerome Tang also had to get out of his own way to an extent. And they all have to see the game at the same way. Let each other play and let them build off each other. Tang develops two NBA prospects on a team that had two starting players. That's crazy to think about. Two 
All-Americans. Two first-team All-Big 12 players in his first season. Let's see what happens next. Kaluma, All-Big 12. Naquan Tomlin seems to be a Big 12 Player of the Year type candidate. That's going to do wonders for both basketball and football when you can develop players into professional athletes. Not just college athletes, but professional athletes that can contribute at a high level. I mean, the Chiefs are invested in Felix. The 31st overall pick. They used a first-round draft pick on the kid from Kansas State. First first-round choice in years. Years. Since the 2000s. K-State is taking that step forward. That's Chris Kleiman and Jerome Tang. And we've got one man to thank, and that's Gene Taylor. And while I'm saying all this, think about the good possibility, the next wave of recruits coming through. K-State, I talked about a little bit yesterday, they're in contact with eight different top 100 prospects in the class of 2024 and 2025. That's including the second, most likely the first, overall player in the entire class of 2025, Cooper Flagg. K-State has a chance not only to beat guys like Kansas, to beat guys like Kentucky, we're finding our names routinely in conversations like that. Can you believe that? You know, there's a kid on campus right now, a four-star player, the 40th ranked recruit in the country, and all he has to say is, you know what, Coach Tang, Coach Dallin, they've been in contact with my dad just about every other day. They check in on me. They want to see how I'm doing. My favorite part is walking around the campus. Like, you get guys who feel the Manhattan energy as freshmen, as sophomores in high school. You get these young guys that are interested in really taking a step forward, but they're not just going to Kentucky to go one and done. They're not just going to UConn. They're not just going to Duke. They said, you know what, Kansas State looks fun. Coach Tang seems like a good guy. That's who I want to play for. And it's not enough just to be a good guy who you want to play for. It's not. You know, you see coaches that come through and have good college players, but no good NBA players. Bruce Weber had that for a long time. There wasn't many top you know, prospects in the NBA. Dean Wade's probably the closest thing you've had under the Bruce Weber era. There's been some good things, but there's never been a better time to be a K-State fan. I would be surprised if this team doesn't make another run in March and contend for a Big 12 title. I'm just going to say this now. I think we have a couple of young guys getting ready to commit to K-State in the next month or so. I wouldn't be surprised if we land a four-star guy in a week or two. I really don't think so. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. Same thing on the football field. We've got a four-star receiver talking about K-State. We've got some good things happening, man. It's time to open our eyes and be a part of it. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode of the Everything Ema Podcast. Once again, if you're interested, go ahead and hit that rate, review, sign, do whatever you can on wherever you get your podcasts at. Send a screenshot of that review over to Pete Mundo. That's M-U-N-D-O. You can find him on Twitter or the Heartland College Sports main website. Send it to him. You will get a Heartland College Sports koozie to keep your beers cold. I know I'll be rocking one all summer. But other than that, guys, I appreciate you. Thank you again for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day, and go Cats!